Thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you. We're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show we three from gp ran to tommy b broadcasting live on your frequency giving you updates on these georgia streets these are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. GP3 round 131 is in the building. Tommy B is here. Sanyu Estelle. <laughs> what's going I'm on? I'm in the house. <laughs> in the house. SanyuEstelle.com is in the building. Another fun-filled week. Uh, Sanyu is in L.A. I'm not real happy with the city of L.A. this week. Or at uh, least the, at least the Lakers. <laughs> okay, I was like, we had a good week. <laughs> oh wait a minute, was it? A, you may you may have an opinion on, on Magic leaving the Lakers. So uh. <laughs> oh no no no, no. Are you I, I really don't care about. I don't. I mean, it's true. I don't really care. No, it's about okay. <laughs> but we had a good week with Nipsey. Oh, we yeah. had Unity. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had Bloods and Crips in the streets. Good stuff. Together. Good stuff. I want to get into that too. And and um because we got um you got we got more potent tea from Tanya B. <laughs> uh we'll catch up on that. We'll catch up on the week that was. Um Syracuse Mike is back with uh some some good news, uh and not so good news and some crazy news, and we'll talk about that as well. Um interesting. Just some quick shout outs. Um uh, let me I'll go first on you wanna go first on the shout outs? This no, week. no, you Honey. go, you, you go, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of crazy here saying you, um, you know, we in take, Atlanta. Oh yeah, we take the show on Monday. Oh, I'm sorry, Sunday mornings, and you know these these cold fronts, these weather fronts come through, mm-hmm. and it's spring, so you know the weather might go from 85. I think we did a show before where it went from 85 to to 55. Well, we have another cold front coming through, so it's already gone through like Texas and Alabama. And 13 tornadoes, you know, one was, oh yeah, oh yeah. You in LA, I don't think you guys see any kind of tornadoes. (laughs) We don't see that. (laughs) So you don't get that kind of change 
in the spring, but, you know, 13 tornadoes over the last day or so. And, you know, one was an EF3 uh, from Texas to Alabama. And today we've got like we're under watches, warnings from Tallahassee all the way up to D.C., like Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. So if you're on the East Coast, you're checking us out live, you know, be on the watch out, you know, and, and, you know, it's kind of like you can't compare it to like you guys deal with what fires, you know, or earthquakes yeah, know, floods and floods. So, um, you know, everything is um, I guess it comes down to your, you know, your your frame of reference. That's all I got to say. But weather ain't that. Cr- so if I if I, all of a sudden you say my name and I ain't here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> where you at? I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a closet with the with the football helmet on and a mattress. Is that the best you've got going on? <laughs> I hope you have a better fallout center than. Oh no! It's the closet with the football helmet and a mattress. That's it. I'll, I'll yeah. pray for you. There you go. Give me a prayer. Uh, shout out to the movie uh, Little this week. They are they're going to be number two at the box office. That's huge. Uh, I know. Go, little girl. Go, little girl. What's uh, I want to make sure I say her name. Marseille Martin. Uh, She's Diane on Blackish. The movie only only they only spend about 20 million to make the movie and it generated 15 million. So they're going to make that money back real quick. Uh, So Regina Hall, Marseille Martin, uh, Will Packer and the team, they filmed it here in, in the ATL. Uh, just shout out to that whole team, man. Congratulations. And, and you know, it's going to, you know, it's going to really continue to kind of do some good stuff. Not so good week for Hellboy. And I know, I don't know if you follow those movies. See, I wasn't, I wasn't happy that they even remade Hellboy. I was also confused. Yeah. Cause did you see the first one? I was like, one? wait, is it the same actor? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's not. Yeah. yeah. What's the point of this? Did you see the first one? You saw the first one, right? I saw them. They were like yeah. comic booky. Yeah. They were um, fine. The guy who did uh, Shape of Water, uh, I forgot his, uh, uh, Del Toro. Oh. Um, uh, his name is Del Toro. Uh, Gil, Gil, I can't say his first name, but you know him. You know him. You'll know him if I say mm-hmm. the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, It's his franchise, so to speak. Different director this time around. And it only did 12 million. Bombed first week. So... Uh, Shazam is number one, still number one, by the way. And I, I grew up on Shazam, so I'm. I'm I was cool like, I, I don't think I did. Yeah, okay. I'm a little confused by Shazam. Is he supposed to be cheesy? <laughs> Who is this, Shazam? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it, it's always been. Even when it was a comic book, um, the the boy turns into a superhero, but he still has the persona of a teenage boy. So, you know what I mean? So it Right. He's off. a young kid. Okay. He's a young kid, you know, but he still takes on the body of a superhero to save the world and save whatever. So I'd also shout out to uh, and you're not going to help. You're not going to like this, but I got to shout out the the newly reconfigured Mouse House <laughs> Disney. They they are launching a six ninety nine Disney Plus yeah. service on I, November. 12th. I talked to my brother about that. Oh, the other shit. Day. They can't be happy about that. And I know I don't want to get you in trouble, but damn. Well, no, they've, I mean, they've pulled it. They've pulled all their material in 2020 mm-hmm. from all the streaming services. Wow. But it's a really niche market to me. You think? You're catching young people mm-hmm. and Marvel and Trek nerds. Yeah. 
They are going to because... use Hulu, Hulu, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, they're going to use Hulu that makes too. A Cause they're Just gonna, not Netflix. Yeah, they're going to package. Um, they're going to what it, they call it bundle. They're going to bundle yes. an opportunity for because they own Hulu, and there's one other service they they own that's slipping my mind right now. But it's going to give HBO. you HBO. It's going to give you the adult <laughs> stuff. No, they don't own HBO. That's uh, AT&T. Disney owns HBO. Mm, that's AT and T. They own ESPN. Oh, ESPN. That's it. ESPN. And so they, oh, yeah. yeah. In the bundle, it's going to be ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus. Is they're going to bundle. Okay. Well, that makes more sense because I was going to say, I have Netflix. Mm -hmm. I have Hulu. Yeah. And I have Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, I'm not getting any other streaming service. No, you can't. I mean, <laughs> hell, if you if you add them all up, it's like having cable. I mean, if you add all, you know, so I am going to stick with Netflix. Uh, I like Netflix because, Yay. you know, Netflix, <laughs> it, it's they have bought in a lot of my favorite directors. You know, Spike mm -hmm. Lee is still doing stuff with Netflix. Uh, Ava DuVernay. Yeah. Um, a lot of my favorite folks are doing stuff on Netflix. So I'm, I'm glad that the diversity is still going to be on Netflix. And, you know, yes, I'm, that's I'm, true. I'm happy to see that. Also, shout out yes. to the Game of Throners. I don't know if you're into Game of Thrones, uh, but season eight, the <sighs> final season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me hear it. Come on. Check, check. Well, well, okay, whatever. We are both in the genre, right? Yeah. We both write in the genre. So yeah, Game yeah. of Hoes, as I call it, is fine. I'm actually going to a group watching today. Okay. Under the, my friend was like, you can only come if you hate watch quietly. Wow. And I was like, all right. So tell, tell me, tell me, you hate on you hate on them. Hey, you know what? I got well, problems with them too. I'm not gonna lie. I read to the you. books in high school, okay. or at least what was out, because this man still has not finished this series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's one annoying thing. Mm -hmm. And then I just realized how violent and sexist it was. Oh yeah. But it's well acted, mm -hmm. and it's it's good for fantasy. Yeah, it's a it's a fantasy situation. Good cast. The only thing, yeah, it opens know, doors. It does. It toned down a bit from the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, the first couple of seasons, I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> porn. Yeah, like you medieval, know, medieval, medieval, medieval porn. That was it. <laughs> they toned. Don't you think they toned it down? The last few. I seasons? think they had to. Yeah. I think once the mountain did what he did, yeah, they were like, "How are we going to top that?" Yeah, that's true. Damn. Hmm. All right, a little uh, three sixty five black um, today. Uh, we again we take the podcast on Sunday. Um, we're spring April um, nineteen sixty. Motown Records was incorporated, so it became Motown Ooh. Records Corporation. Also today, twenty seventeen, uh, Kendrick Lamar released "Damn." You got that album? Yeah. I do. Yeah, everybody. Every black, if you black, and you got to have the Kendrick Lamar album. That's, you know, a test. I agree. <laughs> um, 2018, Beachella. I uh, know. On this day. You know what's so funny? We were talking yeah. on this day or uh -huh. the next, you know, because there was two, right? So we, we talked the second week of Coachella. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. And in LA, what I can tell you is it is quiet, of course, because people exodus. <laughs> but it was kind of, I forgot Coachella was even happening. Really? Wow. Because well, their headliner isn't Bay. No. So it's like, I, I've seen things on social media, but also it's been so hot. Mm-hmm. There was a fire at wow. Coachella <laughs> because it's it was like 85, 90 degrees yesterday in where I was, mm-hmm. which is just an hour outside of L.A. Wow. So to be in Coachella Valley, mm-hmm. it's probably like 105 degrees. Damn. Plus, you know, they had uh, one of their workers died. They had, yeah. They had a worker die early on, I guess, at the beginning of the festival. So. The mood's kind yeah. of been, you know, a little stank from, from you know, that, that year that Beyonce was there. But Beyonce exactly. was the also, first black woman to headline Coachella on this I day. know. Shout out to Netflix because mm. they airing Homecoming. Wow. Okay. About to make that cheddar. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Apparently she filmed the whole backstage front to end of the show. So you get to see how the whole thing happened. Awesome. Good stuff. Also, um, this week, April 15th, um, would have been um, the first black mayor of Chicago, Harold Washington's birthday. Um, I don't know if you... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And everybody loved, uh, black folks love or loved, still love, Harold Washington. A lot of conspiracies about how he died. Um, It's interesting when you talk to somebody from Chicago about uh, Harold Washington. You know they killed him. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know how it is. You you know they took him out. You know? Okay. All right. Uh, A. Philip Randolph was born uh, on on, uh, April 15th. Of course, labor leader, uh, Pullman Porter. Um, Mm -hmm. You probably heard of SNCC. Uh, John Lewis was part of it. Student nonviolent coordinating. Committee, committee was uh, yep established April fifteenth. Uh, slavery was abolished April sixteenth in DC in eighteen sixty two. So they said. <laughs> so, so they, they say. say. So they say. Um, Kareem Abdul, <laughs> I can't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna be like this all show, okay? <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I know he got a statue on on the what's the big highway highway in, in uh, L.A. He got to have a four hundred five four hundred five. April sixteenth, he was um, he was born nineteen forty seven, and of course, you know, scoring champ and all that good stuff. And, and again, speaking of Lakers, Magic Johnson, I did not expect that at all. So, he but, but I didn't even know building. that. So, what's the what's his reasoning? He was, you know, it was right after a game. And next thing you know, you know how they have the press conferences. And I see you yeah. know, on the news, I'm like, OK, he's going to, you know, talk about a signing. You know, he's bringing another big player. And and somebody started asking him questions about next season. He said, oh, I'm not going to be here next season. <laughs> it was kind of like, damn. You know what I mean? It's like out of the yeah. blue. Somebody says, well, what are you going to be doing next? What's the plan for next year? He said, oh, I'm not going to be here next season. What? I mean. Well, I'm sure he wasn't happy about the news. Well, <laughs> he, made it, he made it seem as if he, he's stepping down. But again. You know how that goes. But my, my biggest, the thought that came to mind for me was, damn, uh, Magic Johnson got hit before Luke Walton? You know, I thought Luke was going first. But, you know, anyway, 
I digress. Going into my sports stuff. Silly me. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah. And, and, and on April 18th, uh, 1983, Alice Walker uh, won the Pulitzer for uh, Color Purple. Still one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, April 20th, jazz great Lionel Hampton was born in 1909. 1969, mm-hmm. you had James Earl Jones, won a Tony, Great White Hope. You got to see the movie. It's amazing. It's crazy. And the interesting is, thing is, uh, James Earl Jones did go on to marry a white woman. So, <laughs> real life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> April 20th, 1951, all time, my favorite R&B crooner, Luther Vandross, was born. Luther, hey. Luther, rest in peace. And, and and a couple of things just in general on this day, saying you just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, bring you in the light here. John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln on this day, on today, and as we tape this podcast. And also uh, on this day, the Titanic hit that iceberg in 1912. What does that mean? You, you, you're a soothsayer, kind of. Those two. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it's funny. Arch. <laughs> huh? A lot, yeah, a lot of bad things happen in May. Really? In March. And in so, April? yes, so many, so many things. So we're in War April started, now. people assassinate. But, I mean, obviously, it's every month. Yeah. On this planet, mm-hmm. we kill people all, every month. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. what I'll say is funny that it's also weird because it's the 14th, right? Mm-hmm. So, someone, this fool Books killed Lincoln before uh, slavery was even officially abolished yeah wow. tomorrow mm-hmm. and then i don't know what the crew was sipping on the titanic <laughs> but clearly they were not sober no <laughs> not at all are right, you ready for some tea yes <laughs> you'll sip some tea all right let's sip some tea uh with uh, tanya b and we'll be right back hey what's up y'all she is back uh from hollywood like I say, Hollywood Road, <laughs> ATL, Tanya B, sipping that tea, sipping tea with Tanya B. How you doing, Tanya? Hanging in there. Yes, I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, yes, still on the road, still dipping it and doing it. And I just want to get right to you know, what we're going to talk about this week. Let's do now, it. Of course, the top story everywhere in America. And actually, you know, globally, when you make NBC nightly news and things like that, of course, it's Nipsey Hussle. Uh, I will say five wanted to BET for stepping up and broadcasting his memorial service. And, you know, it's interesting how when people are allegedly supposed to be coming together to celebrate everything that he was. And one thing that he wasn't in that was violent. Mm-hmm. So now here you have peanut and them that were out there, you know, along the funeral procession, which stretched 25 and a half miles. Wow. And in the course of that 25 and a half miles, Peanut and them rolled up. Four people got shot. One unfortunately passed away. Oh. That is it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and you also see, you know, how well Nipsey was loved because it's not that people of color and people, you know, that are really immersed in the hip hop culture talked about him now people who didn't really know him are stepping up when you have you know a situation where nipsey said whenever i die i want stevie wonder to come and sing at my funeral well guess who was there at his funeral showing love talking about their interaction stevie wonder excellent okay uh barack obama sent a very heartfelt letter uh that was read at the uh, memorial service and he said that he didn't really know about nipsey but he learned about them through his daughters and that once he really started to delve into all that he 
you know, had done and was doing in the community. You know, how could he not, you know, write a letter? So just to have, you know, a past president who didn't know you, but mm-hmm. knew of you to actually even take the time to pen a heartfelt letter. You know, and of course, the children spoke. Lauren London spoke. Nipsey's parents spoke. You know, and it was really it was a nice ceremony. It kind of reminded you actually of um, Sands the Violence when Michael Jackson passed away, wow. because there were 20,000 people in the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. And then almost twice as many people along the motorcade. So, you know, the actual funeral service was private and Nipsey's burial was private. But I'm sure there will be many, many days that will go by when fans will visit his grave site, pay homage to him, you know, lay flowers and other memorials. And, and I just really think that, you know, aside from just things that happen in hip hop, you had Tupac, you had Biggie, you know, but when you talk about Nipsey, Nipsey, you know, he just... Lived, he walked a different path, you know. And I really hope there's some teachable moments in this whole thing that people will actually look at what he did and how he really put his money where his mouth was. He stood up and firm in it and he walked the walk and he talked that he talked the talk. And and I'm glad you mentioned that toward the end because not a big charter, not not a guy with songs that are memorable but just more about what he did that furthered the culture, you know. And and the letter from President Obama goes a long way, you know, for, you know, his legacy, his family, his kids. So, you know, that that just says a lot. So, uh, you know, rest in peace. Exactly. Just sorry about the violence, the violence. That's just, you know, you got the the Nation of Islam. I know they did some stuff. They they tried to, you know, send messages about security. And and you know what? There's, you know, we have that many people in, in, a, in an area like that. And I'm not saying, you know, we, you know, I grew up in the hood, you know, I, I, I get it. I understand it. But uh, I mean, ultimately, and it was interesting because last podcast uh, talked about Uncle Luke, his um, his op ed uh, in one of the Miami newspapers. And, um, you know, he mentioned he said, you know, black folks, we got to fix this ourselves. You know, the violence, we got to fix that. You know, it's so unnecessary. And then the other thing is, again, you have children who have lost their father. And Lauren London did mention when she was speaking, I have a two year old who will have little or no memory of his father, Mm. except the legacy that he's leaving behind. Yeah. yeah. And that is really sad. And then no, what's more, I would say sadder if there is such a word than that mm-hmm. is this and it, forgive me lord this dumbass kodak black oh you educate me on this because all i've been seeing are the memes <laughs> and 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 oh, the, the post his videos after the fact so educate me on this what it is kodak black got on instagram and put a video up essentially saying oh you know lauren is a bad so-and-so. I'll give her about a year or so, and I'm going to holler at her. Then mm-hmm. she'll need somebody wow. to support her, and she'll need somebody to cry on. Mm-hmm. Not his dumb ass. <laughs> and a lot of people took exception to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game let him have it. T.I. let him have it. Even mm-hmm. Tank let him have it. And let him know that what he did was inappropriate. Yeah. And then even Big Boy you know, said I really wouldn't give him much time and space, but wrong is wrong. And there are actually radio stations who have stopped playing Kodak Black music. But yeah. I don't know anyone's going to really miss Kodak Black music. He put out an album in December. You know, he's got this. And then he gave his little half-baked apology. Hmm. You know, I'm sorry if I offended you, but I didn't do anything. So that's just an example of mental illness gone unchecked. And I would say poor parenting. Yes, I said it. Mm. And it just goes to show you Kodak Black's latest single is called P. 
pimping ain't easy. Mm-hmm. And now pimping ain't selling. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's more backlash and other artists such as Tank who are signed to the same label mm-hmm. as Kodak Dumb. You know, I've said this is not the way you do it because it could affect other artists. So, you know, you would just hope that somebody will really sit him down and say, you've got to do better. And you can't say that you don't know better because people have let him have it. I never thought. Okay, let's talk about something else. Let's go from black to brown. I give Kodak (laughs) black, Kodak brown. Just let's go from black to brown. Bobby Brown. They're talking Uh, about weight loss, but I'll let you. I'll let you frame it. I'll let you frame the weight loss. But wait a minute. How old is Bobby? How old is Bobby? Bobby's fifty. You know, Bobby has some health struggles. Yeah, he did. He has. He's got diabetes. And if you ever notice, and it doesn't take long, if you don't even have to go to uh, an MBRM, I still call them New Edition, to go to a show, Mm -hmm. Bobby is always sweating and huffing and puffing like he is running from the rent man. (laughs) And I think that some people have said he's had to actually leave the stage during the show. Mm And inhale oxygen. Wow. And he was almost, he was almost 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and so Bobby went on a diet and, but I, you know, it's like Star Jones. You don't lose 100 pounds overnight. I looked at the before and the after pictures mm-hmm. because if you look at Bobby's face and his belly mm-hmm. in the before picture, mm-hmm. you look at Bobby's face and his belly after, mm-hmm. can you say lipo? Well, you know what, though? Um, let, let me say this. And, and Bobby has had strokes, uh, you know, of course, he, the diabetes, all the multiple health issues, he, he's had to shed some pounds. You know, some people, I mean, I, I look at a few people, you, you mentioned Star Jones, okay? Look at Reverend Al. Reverend Al, when he lost weight, lollipop, <laughs> like, because you don't lose that. No. Your head really Ow. doesn't change as much, but your body does. So I guess y'all just got to get used to seeing Bobby, the new Bobby. That's that's oh, all I know, can it, say. Here's the thing. You know. He looks good. Yeah. Now, I'm sure now he has to have a regimen of, you know, health. He's got to keep working. He's got the new wife and all these doggone mm-hmm. kids. Bobby Byron cannot sit down. Yeah. But the, here's the other thing. You talked about Star Jones. Now, mm-hmm. I was at an event once in New York and Star Jones was at the table next to me. Baby, she ate your dinner, my <laughs> dinner, her oh. dinner and got a to go bar. Where do you find room for all that girl? But it's tough so when, when, you, when you when you when you lose it like that. Unless you're disciplined, because, you know, we've all yo-yoed before and, yes. you know, and, and hopefully with Bobby's schedule with him doing the, the tour, I know his wife is on him. You know, when they did the Bobby Brown story, they interviewed him afterwards and, you know, she's all about trying to keep him healthy and manage his life. His sister hates her, but, you know, that's another story. But bottom line is, you know, I'm happy for Bobby. I'm, I'm glad he's he's uh, he's doing what he needs to do to stay alive quite frankly. Yeah, that's important. And, you know, I guess, yeah, so Bobby Brown's sister Leola is the one that can't stand his current wife, Alicia. Mm -hmm. But remember, this is the same woman that sat in the bathroom and did crap with Whitney Houston and then sold Mm -hmm. the pictures to the National Enquirer. This is the same woman that picked a fight at Bobby Christina's funeral and got kicked out. So, consider the source. Leola Brown, anybody (laughs) care, that would be no. Next. Next. (laughs) Tina Turner, Broadway. Not the real, not oh. the Tina Turner, because I know health wise she could never be. But I'm, I'm assuming that this means there's a story. Tina Turner. Yo, Tina what, Turner story. Yes. Yeah. Tina Turner is coming to Broadway, baby, baby. The tickets are already 
just, I mean, getting snatched up like free cheese coupons. Right. Good stuff. And, and what has happened is this actually has been in the works. And it's actually been in production overseas, primarily in London, doing very well over there. It's also in Germany. But uh, Tina Turner, the musical, is coming to Broadway November 7th. I suggest you try to get your tickets now because if you wait, it could be like the Motown story or the Temptation story, Ain't Too Proud, where you may have to wait a year to get a ticket. Wow. Now, there's a young lady. Remember her name, Adrienne Warren. She plays the lead role of Tina over in London, and she'll be doing it again when the play opens up in New York. But here's my question. They haven't done the rest of the casting yet, so who should play <laughs> Ike Turner? Oh, no. Anime? They're going to bring up Who's gonna play anime? Sounds Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Eat the nah, cake. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> so it, the casting is still being done. And I said, this is actually, you know, based on Tina's um, life. And she actually has been an integral part of this process from the beginning. So I, I believe there will be some authenticity. I think, you know, given the health setbacks that she's recently been dealing with it, at the very least to have a video of her mm-hmm. that would go up every night before the show starts would be dope. So I'm telling you, if you liked what's got to do with it, if you liked any of her books, if you liked any of her music, I suggest you go and know my brother, you got to get your own. Get a ticket to go see Tina Turner the Musical. It opens on Broadway November 7th. You know, I'm, I'm pushing. I, I know people who have seen it yeah. over in London. Wow. Okay. And they just, it, it is played to, you know, packed, sold out houses consistently. And it is awesome. Well, I'm it pushing for awesome. Ray J as a young Ike Turner. <laughs> oh, we could give him a uh, perm and a wig. You know, um, I think if you gave yeah. him a perm and a wig and a guitar, maybe hey, he might be a little. Eh. <laughs> but give it some thought. There are, there, are, uh, there are some people who could do it. There are yeah. some people who could do it. But yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see you know, who plays uh, Ike, who plays Tina Turner in the movie. Hmm. Jennifer Lewis played Tina's mother. So it'll be very interesting. But uh, I think at the end of the day, this will be. Uh, I think more than what's love got to do with it because it actually uh, encompasses things after that movie, you know, things that have happened, you know, with her and, you know, recently she lost a son to suicide mm, and yeah. having the health challenges. But I got to tell you, Tina Turner, if she can survive, Ike, she can survive anything. And she is definitely as for those of us of a certain age, no, she's like a time mech. She took a licking, but she keeps on ticking. Amazing. Amazing. All right, these folks snatching uh, up masters. Um, you know, okay, who's, a lot who's of doing people, it? And I will say this to, to, to new artists. Yeah. You know, they get so caught up in the show, they don't know the business. Mm-hmm. And if you can own your masters, you will be able to make a living if you can never sing another note. Hmm. That's really where the money is. So a lot of artists are buying their masters back. More recently, Rihanna, Chris Brown, and Brandy. Now, if Brandy's masters are worth $100 million, what do you think Chris Brown's and Rihanna's are worth? Now, um, LL Cool J, again, another one. What he did when he negotiated his last contract with Def Jam, Mm -hmm. part of the deal was they gave him his masters back. Excellent. So many artists. R. Kelly does not own his masters or his publishing. Mm. And if you really do your homework and if you saw the recent Sam Cook Netflix documentary, he was one of the few owned he had his own record label and you know the whole nine and Ray Charles was one of the first artists in 1962 mm-hmm. 
he asked for his masters, but there were a couple of other singers. One in particular is a singer from the 50s by the name of Lloyd Price, mm-hmm. you know, who had uh, two songs I guess you really remember. is Lordy, 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 Miss Claudie. And You've Got Personality, which has been, has been used in a lot of commercials and movies. He owned his masters. To this day, this man does not have to work. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty of he, it. You don't have to perform. You don't have to depend on performing as much if you own your, if you own your music. So, yeah. Exactly. Because other people, you hear people say, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to sample this, that and the third. You may have heard recently in the last couple of months, um, the Gap bands early in the morning on a Walmart commercial. Mm. They didn't own it. They Mm. still sing it. But Charlie Wilson nor any of his brothers got a dime from that commercial because they didn't own the masters and they didn't own the publishing. Shame. Cautionary tale. I try to tell artists all the time. I had someone come to me the other day. I'm out here in these streets and I got shows and I'm selling music. And this. I said, do you have an entertainment attorney? No. Mm. Yeah. I said, why not? So actually, you know, you can you can teach yourself a lot, but there are some things where experts are experts because of that. And it's just a cautionary tale. You can look up and you may not own anything. Yeah. And that's part of what I talk about. I say I'm the advocate for the indie artists and labels. And you can catch me on the gram, T Bird, T B Y R D Atlanta. I posted something today talking about publishing and royalties, what's going on with artists now, you know, where they're not getting uh, fairly compensated. Wow. Uh, just yesterday, Sound Exchange filed a lawsuit against Music Choice because they've been underpaying artists' royalties mm. for yeah. years. It's a big deal. Every I, You think Music Choice is in. 50, 60, 70 million homes in just the U.S., as many channels as they have. Yeah. They've yeah. not been paying any royalties. Yeah. Mm. I so, tell you, Tanya B. What I say? Yeah. Take your notes. Mm-hmm. And the devil is always in the details, people. In the details. Tanya B., yeah. thank you so much. And, and you know, we got to have you on the Sunday morning show. You got to, you got to, you know, educate the people on stuff like this. Good stuff. I'm ready. Good stuff. I'm ready. I'm so ready. So, right. again, I hope. People have laughed, but I hope they've also learned from what we've talked about here. Absolutely. Thank you, Tanya B. We'll talk to you next week. All right. right. Back to Hollywood Road. Peace. I'm out of here. I know you got something to send you. (laughs) 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 She had so many good things to say. Yeah, I could hear you. I could hear you uh, kind of snicker. Oh, I laughed at a few things. So what stood out for you? For sure. First of all, thanks to, well, to one, Tony B. Yeah, thanks to Tony yes, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the tea, Tony B. Yeah. So I also watched Nipsey Hussle's memorial service. I thought his mother's piece was otherworldly. Hmm. Good. She was. She's from another place. Hmm. Yeah. And um, and it's true uh, that the last time that it was that packed downtown, it was Michael. But I think the difference is that Nipsey is from L.A. And so, you know, Crenshaw, South Central got to celebrate. Mm. And I think that was a really nice way to celebrate his life mm-hmm. Good. Um, instead of mourn it. Mm. His family was determined to honor him in a way that wasn't just sad. Yeah. And I think they accomplished that. Very good. Very totally good. agreed about Kodak Black. He is a mess in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> and you know, Sanyu, um, the the stories about uh, the allegations 
is this is this kid even going to make it out of 2019? You know what I mean? Not I not, not I mean, not necessarily life or death, but just jail, you know, uh, career wise. Um, just so much going on. And, and it was interesting because the thing he said uh, about um, Lauren London and mm-hmm. the whole, you know, Nipsey Hussle situation, you had T.I. coming out. You had Big Boy, all these, you know, and. You know, uh, T.I. was like, you better fix this, like, expeditiously. <laughs> you know, right. so it was, it was serious. So, yeah, I get your point on that. Yeah, I mean, he's just, it's interesting, too. I was, I'm thinking about, like, uh, there's a J. Cole line about J. Cole talking to him. Mm-hmm. And him being like, wow, he really needs guidance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah. certain people. Yeah. Who don't want guidance. Yeah. And Kodak Black is one of them. Yeah. Agreed. You got anything else out of that, T? Let's see. Well, one. <laughs> I know you do. Congrats to you, Tina Turner. Yeah. Your life was crazy. Mm-hmm. Your career was on another level. Mm-hmm. I mean, your career was crazier than your life. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And now you get your own musical. And I'm sure there will never be... Well, that's not fair. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know if there'll be more black black dancers on, what's it called? I was going to call it Hollywood. That's not what it's called. Broadway. 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 Yeah. Broadway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all those, there's going to be lots of legs, mm-hmm. lots of really good costumes. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a show to see. I yeah. mean, they are, they put on music to make you want to watch. Mm-hmm. I hope it's as big as uh, Hamilton. And, you know, I hope it's as big. And, and as, well, that and would be man. interesting. I hope so, too. Yeah. And then also, as to artists buying their masters, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. That's it's, good stuff. And also, when I saw Rihanna bought hers, because I just saw that yesterday, I was just like, what are these record companies about to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like what they must be in a getting into a place of desperation because mm-hmm. to own masters was at least royalties forever mm-hmm. right for it the is. studio it is so now that that's being taken away they got to find some other way to nickel and darmars but you know the, only, the only thing that they can provide now because you know back in the day and, and tanya and i had an like an off mic discussion we were talking about back in the day um you really you had to work with a label because they held all the production rooms and tools you know, mm-hmm. but now, you know, people are, you know, creating this stuff in their basement, you know, hit sand on the computer, you know. And so, the, the, you know, the only thing these labels are really uh, good for is, quote unquote, marketing, you know, and, and a lot of these folks are doing it with social media. So, you know, you're, mm, I don't know, mm-hmm. obsoles- obsolescence <laughs> real soon. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a big enough industry with music that they might go a little crazy. Yeah. I think they're going to try something desperate, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, big stories. The week that was um, I got my man Syracuse Mike back. Uh, let's listen to some some headlines for just a minute. The firings continued in Washington Monday. First, the Homeland Secretary was let go over the weekend. And now President Trump is removing the director of the U.S. Secret Service. That's the agency that provides protection for him and other top U.S. officials. The dismissal of Secret Service Director Randolph Ellis comes amid major leadership changes at the Department of Homeland Security. The Secret Service Director reports to the Homeland Security Secretary. 
Actress Felicity Huffman and 13 others have pleaded guilty in the college admission scam. Huffman, Duh. who starred in Desperate <laughs> Housewives, was among 33 parents charged in March. She released a statement of contrition to The Hollywood Reporter and said she felt deep regret and shame for the pain she caused to her daughter, family, friends, and others. Attorney General William Barr told members of Congress Tuesday that he intends to release a redacted version of the long-awaited Mueller report within a week. He says the redactions will be color-coded so readers know the type of information being kept secret. He also defended his earlier letter clearing the president while speaking with George's Tom Graves. They were just stating the bottom-line conclusions, and there's nothing to... uh, uh, Suggest to me that those, you know, that those won't. No collusion, no obstruction. It's over. It's done. It's over. Well, the letter, the letter speaks for itself. I thought it did too. But New York Representative Nita Lowry told the AG that she felt his initial four-page report was slanted. All we have is your four-page summary, which seems to cherry-pick from the report to draw the most favorable conclusion possible for the president. Attorney General William Barr says he will look into whether U.S. agencies illegally spied on President Trump's 2016 campaign. I am going to be reviewing uh, both the genesis and the conduct of intelligence activities directed uh, at the, the Trump campaign during 2016. But Barr has acknowledged that there was no evidence of wrongdoing. He was appointed by Mr. Trump and continues to face criticism by congressional Democrats for how he has handled the release of the Mueller report. Johnson Publishing Company, the former owner of Ebony and Jet Magazines, has filed for bankruptcy. They also plan to sell remaining assets after 77 years in business. Johnson sold Ebony and Jet in 2016, so this move does not affect those digital magazines. In recent years, Johnson Publishing turned its attention to its archives and fashion fair cosmetics. British police dragged WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange out of Ecuador's mm-hmm. embassy today after his seven-year asylum was revoked, paving the way for his extradition to the United States. Assange, looking frail with white hair and a long beard, was carried headfirst by at least seven men out of the London embassy in a waiting police van. <laughs> U.S. officials announced he has been charged with conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. Attorney Michael Avenatti was indicted on charges of defrauding clients and the U.S. government out of millions of dollars, including allegations he embezzled from a paraplegic man. U.S. Attorney Nick Hanna. That after his law firm was forced into bankruptcy over two years ago, Mr. Avenatti has repeatedly lied to the bankruptcy court, to the bankruptcy trustee, and to his creditors by failing to report income. His bankrupt firm was receiving. The indictment came about three weeks after Avenatti, who gained fame for representing adult film star Stormy Daniels, was arrested in New York on two separate criminal complaints filed by federal prosecutors in New York and California. Stacey Abrams, who lost a close race for governor, is under investigation by the Georgia State Ethics Commission. David Amati became director of the State Ethics Commission Monday. And Thursday, he announced that he would soon subpoena Abrams' gubernatorial campaign along with others. In the relatively near future, I expect we will be issuing subpoenas for bank and finance records of both Ms. Abrams and various PACs and special interest groups that were affiliated with her campaign. Abrams' former campaign manager called the investigation frivolous. Some Democrats say Amati is an ally of Governor Brian Kemp. 
Celebrities including Beyonce and Jay-Z joined over 20,000 people for a three-hour memorial service for rapper Nipsey Hussle Thursday at the Staples Center. Snoop Dogg was one of many who spoke. A great man, a great leader, a great father, a great teacher, and a great friend, Nipsey Hussle. The last celebrity funeral held at the Staples Center was for Michael Jackson in 2009. Yeah, and that's the week that was. You know what, y'all? I'm going to let y'all know. Watch, like, listening to the news or listening to these reports. You ever see um, Mystery Science? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like, y'all. Um, li- <laughs> when you put it all together you. <laughs> in your lab. <laughs> I just leave the mic up. I just leave it hot. Just let it roll. Hey, but what, yeah. what do you think? What 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 stood out for you in, in, the, in the harder news? I mean, you know. How would you want to bet Julian Assange <laughs> wish he had turned himself in three, four oh my years God. ago? Because so, so, Obama yeah. and Trump, mm. they got different things to prove. And, and here's my thing. Is he hero or villain? You know what I mean? Well, at this point, he is forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Oh because my God. who uses WikiLeaks? Yeah. Let me actually, let's just take a little minute. Mm-hmm. Let's go to WikiLeaks.com. <laughs> let's see what's popping off over there. Oh, my God. It's, it, Watch it be like, <laughs> donate to my arrest fund. Head first. It's still a website. Oh, my God. Pope's orders, Amazon Atlas, U.S. Embassy shopping list. They don't even mention their fearless leader being arrested. So, you that know, was it, crazy. Is it is That was crazy. That was like out of the blue. I, I, so wait, who gave up his? Yeah, the, what? Who was hosting him? Ecuador. I forgot. Yeah, Ecuador. Was, so was, they gave up his. Yeah, he said you know, embassy. They probably ran out of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they started checking the checking the account. You know, he's sitting in that. You know, of course, there's seven years. Seven years in a building. Yes, and he could That's not step crazy. out. He could not go out. So that is some other level. Whew. Oh man, head Ooh. first. <laughs> I was saying, what does that mean? I need to see photos because how do you get taken out uh, head first unless know. they knocked your ass out and just dragged you by your head? Crazy, crazy. Hey, by the way, um, I, I am saddened about the Johnson's publishing um, bankruptcy situation. Yeah. Now, I know they did sell. Ebony and Jet is, is, you know, thanks again, Syracuse Mike, for the report. But he did mention that, um, you know, the fact that they'd already sold off Jet and Ebony. So this was more about um, the uh, fashion fair. Who, wear, who wears fashion fair? Anybody wear fashion fair anymore? I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, question I'm answer. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> Damn, that, that's answered. And, and then the archives. The archives are amazing. Um, but, um, you know, I'm just sorry to hear that 77 years meant a lot to many cities. I mean, I think they, they were founded in Chicago. So, uh, of course, you know, after 77 years, it's probably time for them to call it a wrap anyway. Um, but, um, hopefully the archives, because that's black history. You know what I mean? When yeah. we talk about all those photos, you know, these. They need to even give it to that D.C. Oh. museum. Oh, yeah. It, it needs to go into someone's hands if they sell it off who's, uh, you know, either, you know, a curator for a museum, which services the African-American community. But you don't want that stuff to go into the wrong hands. 
You know what I mean? That that would be heartbreaking. No. You know, so you know that that's a lot of stuff. Uh, the other Correct. thing I want to mention, um, it's funny because they were talking about the Mueller report being released with um, color coded. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, OK, what color is bullshit? Let's see. <laughs> this is all red. <laughs> <laughs> so the redacted stuff is going to be color coded. That's interesting. Um, I heard you laugh about Felicity <laughs> Huffman. So what's the vibe in L.A. on that? Because I mean, We've had bigger problems than her little ass. Yeah. We've been on Nipsey. We've been doing that. Y'all ain't even worry about it. Felicity's like an afterthought. So, We're, But really, the thing is, yeah. it feel, it's funny. I know it's a Hollywood scandal, yeah. but it feels like an East Coast scandal. It does. Because they're trying to pay all these Ivies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and USC like, was involved, I think, to some Yeah. Extent. And yeah. USC, yeah. shocker. <laughs> uh, USC corruption? Sports candle? No. Yes, yeah. I know. What? They tried to cheat the game? And Mike, um, Michael Avenatti? What the hell? Yeah. I mean, probably, obviously, yeah. that this guy had some shady stuff because he was too confident. Yeah. I understand. Who Trump is and how he gives people equal opportunity to be arrogant on the other side. Yeah. But when I saw his him being interviewed, I was kind of like, this guy yeah. is too confident, almost yeah. in a way where you're like, you better have no dirt because yeah. you're coming for people who are going to pay yeah. to find you. Yeah. And, and they did. And they did. And even to the point where Stormy Daniels has written him off. She tweeted, she's, you know, he's, he's no longer her, her attorney. And, and, and she said she gave up on him. She could see through him. I mean, it was a kind of a dismissive, you know, by Felicia kind of tweet. Bye. Bye. So, I mean, yeah. let's, I just like 2019. It's the year of mighty falls. Mm. Wow. Just don't just don't do dirt people. That's my advice to you. Stacey Abrams. Yeah, okay. She didn't do nothing. She I, I, <laughs> But you know her situation it, it's a situation where you've got adversarial people in a in in, in power now who can mm-hmm. actually, you know, go after her with power, you know, with 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 authority. And and they had just hired the ethics guy on Monday, by mm-hmm. Thursday, he was going after her in three days. Wasting our money mm-hmm. already. Already. So I hope that turns out uh, good for Stacy. Um, she's got a great career. And, yeah. um, you know, so, all right, that's the week. Hey, girl, you can come to California. <laughs> oh, she, we ain't need Kamala. A lot of folks are reaching out <laughs> to her. So, yeah, I don't blame her if she left. You know, it's a, it's kind of wicked over here. Um <laughs> Hey, um, dirty South, dirty South. They call it that for a reason, y'all. Hey, um, I got to frame this next story. You got a minute? Can can you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a frame. No, go to ten. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious about it. I got to frame this next story with this. I know y'all know about this. Yo, yo. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. This is what everybody's upset about, or not everybody, but 
the, the colonizers are upset about. How could you be upset about this music? I know. You know what I'm saying? Trouble Funk back in the day. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's amazing, man. Um, this, you got, you got these folks, I guess it's called the Shea, um, which is um, a condominium in the area of uh, the Shaw neighborhood in in D.C. It's um, if y'all are from anybody from D.C. checking out the show, uh, y'all know where it is. Corner 7th Street and Florida Avenue. And and I've you know, I, I have friends in D.C. I visited D.C. I'm not from D.C., but, uh, you know, I DJ. So I know go go. You know, Go-Go is, you heard Go-Go. I mean, Go-Go is... You were a DJ. Yeah. We yeah. got some more conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at the turntables right now, looking back at me saying, <laughs> where the hell have you been? So, yeah, yeah. So, Go-Go is, and when you think all these areas, okay, you think D.C. immediately, you think Go-Go. You like yeah. you, just like you think. Well, you know, people don't really think Zydeco, Louisiana, but you know, every region has <laughs> defining music, and DC go 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 hand in hand. So what these yeah. guys tried to do with that whole mute go go thing, I mean, it was just, in my opinion, the wrong way to go. You know, it, it was just so obvious. Gentrification is gentrification, right? Who was having the problem? Yeah, the, um, the, the, the new condo folks, which is, you know, of course, the, again, you know, again, I mean, I, you can, you can ring the bell if I'm using this incorrectly, um, uh, Sanya, but, you know, I look at it as the, the indigenous and the colonizers, you know what I'm saying? No, you're saying that appropriately. And That's what it is. <laughs> it, it's what it is. And, and they come in, the folks don't understand the native culture to that area. And Go-Go is just so massive in D.C. For them to go after Go-Go, I said, oh, this is not going to end well. But anyway, um, it looks like the mayor stepped up, city council stepped up, even the CEO uh, for Metro PCS, who actually they're the um, co-op for the store. Uh, they actually uh, stepped in and said, no, 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 we're going to keep this store open. It's wrong. So the store won. Uh, they get to play the music. And, and, you know, a lot of folks in the area were saying they weren't really playing the music all that loud. They had a speaker. They have, a, you know, some, you know, you might go in the hood and you have these stores with the speaker on the outside. Yeah. And they play music. They stopped at 6 p.m. They were doing it the right way. But, you know, again, you know, indigenous versus <laughs> the colonizers. So and this is this is you already know this probably. But, you know, the number one city, top gentrified city. From a report I read just uh, for 2018. Brooklyn? Wasn't Brooklyn. Shocking. L.A. Where? L.A. What? <laughs> <laughs> the zip code, top top gentrified zip code was 90014. Um, oh, that's funny. The home, I'm there often. That's the, Los Feliz. The home <laughs> values increased 700%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that area. It's yeah. like around uh, Griffith Observatory, under and near Hollywood Hills. Yep. And number two is D.C. Uh, two zero 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 one zip code. Um, Houston is third. Seven seven zero zero three. Philly is number four. 
one nine one two three and then number five. And I would imagine this is a Brooklyn zip code one zero zero three nine, because as, as cities go, Brooklyn is always like top five, top three. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm going to have an article. Uh, go, go lives to fight another day. Uh, shout out to um, the writer, uh, Natalie Hopskin Hopkinson did a great article on um, the whole uh, culture clash, gentrification up in D.C. It's in Slate magazine, slate.com. I'll make sure I post it on the website, on the uh, podcast page. Um, but, um, you know, just amazing. And, and shout out to Central Communications, uh, the owner, Don Campbell, uh, CEO yes. of Metro uh, PCS, uh, because GoGo deserves a place in, in, D- in D.C. Keep on keeping on. No, absolutely. Keep on keeping yeah. on. Yeah. I just don't understand. First of all, <clears throat> the amount of faith people seem to have in real estate agents <laughs> and the lack yeah. of faith they have in just rolling through that neighborhood before they pay to roll through that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Because I lived in Brooklyn for a while and I had the privilege of living in Bushwick. Mm. And there is a tradition there on the weekend mm-hmm. Of the Latino families mm-hmm. and the black families having a backyard, whatever. Yeah. With the music extra, extra. Mm-hmm. And that's just the culture. Yeah. And people start so complaining about that. You know? Exactly. So yeah. if you're going to move to that area, roll through there at night, roll through there on the weekend, see whether you like what you hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't, mm-hmm. don't move there. And then start calling the cops on people because it was fine before you got there. Yeah. Yeah. And who the fuck are you? Yeah. (laughs) Colonizer. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Colonizer. Exactly. Because also what's so disturbing about it is people start making it about them as soon as they move there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't just, when you pay for an apartment, you don't pay for the city to be exactly like where you came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have a right just because you have more money. Mm-hmm. I mean, invest in some earplugs. Yeah. Get well, some soundproof window paint. Well, you know, Whatever you, you, you said it, you said it right. When, you know, people, a lot of folks who understand, you know, who, who have a true understanding of, of blending into a city, they choose areas not to change them. They choose areas to become a part, you know? Yes. And they embrace, um, you know, and you can't move next to in Chicago or anywhere move next to um, the train or what do you call it? Whatever the, the monorail tracks mm-hmm. and, and complain about the noise. Right. You know? Um, so <laughs> I want this train stopped. Uh, you know, amazing. It's amazing. Hey, they one, get away with what they can get away with. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I agree. What we let them get away with. You're absolutely right. Exactly. Hey, uh, something else. Extra credit. I know you. You. You kind of like the psyche of, of yes. Folks. I. Uh, I thought this was a very interesting article to end. Yeah. This. This on. article um, was an NPR, um, and I thought I'd mention it because you know you hear people throw the word around a lot. Empathy. In a positive mm-hmm. way. Oh, you need to be more empathetic. You need, and and this article is: Does empathy have a dark side? Do you agree? Do you think 
based on what you saw, do you think empathy has a dark side? I think everything exists along a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it can have a dark side. Yeah. Well, this guy, Fritz uh, Breikopt, wrote the article. And he said, sometimes we commit atrocities not out of failure of empathy, but rather as a direct consequence of successful, even overly successful empathy. And he mentioned, he said, empathy is a riddle while it can enrich lives. Uh, he said, um, the ability to identify with others, their feelings can also fuel polarization, spark violence, motivate dysfunctional behavior in relationships. And, the, you know, the example he came up with was heli- helicopter parenting, which you see, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, try to live vicariously through their kids. And um, he came up with creepy. the it is creepy. He came up with the um, phrase, which is also interesting, uh, vampiristic empathy. Mm-hmm. And this is where people actually want to manipulate other people um, that they empathize um, so that they can experience the world in a way uh, that they really enjoy it. So in the extreme cases, of course, the helicopter parenting. And, and you know, we've all seen that, you know, the stage moms. Uh, yes. what, what do you call them? Uh, I forgot. Sports dads. Sports dads. Um, what do you call them? Uh, the, the Chinese culture. I forgot what they call those moms. Oh, uh, dragon moms. Yeah, dragon moms, tiger moms. Or tiger moms. Ti- all that stuff. That was offensive. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You take that back. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, I'll make sure I, I post the article on the podcast page. It's really interesting. And I know a lot of folks here. The phrase, um, hey, hey, you need to be more empathetic, but sometimes empathy ain't good. I mean, you know, it's got a dark side as well. A lot of people are using it to manipulate. I know a lot of companies use empathy uh, to, oh, yeah. to manipulate um, customer service, you know. So, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. No, it's definitely interesting. I, I would say, especially in my line of work, mm-hmm. people are like, I'm empathic. Or, you know, they'll see that you have some sort of sixth sense Mm -hmm. and they'll assume it's empath, like empath, I'm being empathic Mm -hmm. because that's the go to sort of ESP Mm -hmm. other than being psychic. (laughs) They're like, either you're psychic, you know it ahead of time or you feel it all. And I'm like, there's a lot more categories than that. But being a word nerd, I just decided to look up empathy um, in the etymology. Mm-hmm. Etymology for the listener is the origin of words. Oh, yeah. And um, most of European and Asian and even some Middle Eastern languages um, have descended from a common tongue called Proto Indo European. Hmm. And it was spoken only, very little written language, but it's descended or trickled down, let's say, into all the words that we currently use. So empathy comes from a word E-N, um, which means in, and a word uh, pathos, which means feeling, but it strangely comes from this Proto-Indo-European word that I'm going to pronounce terribly called quenth hmm. and it means to suffer. Wow. So empathy means to be in suffering. Wow. Um, either to suffer or to be in the suffering. And typically um, what's funny about that 
as when you were saying maybe not all empathy is good, um, I agree with you. I think it's more important to be compassionate hmm. than empathetic. Good word. But I also think that's funny because to find out empathy means basically to be in suffering. Mm-hmm. Compassion means to suffer together. Hmm. So compassion is like, I have compassion because I know I suffer with you, right? Meaning like, I don't want there to be murderers and rapists because then I have to be in a world with murderers and rapists. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I would like you to be good so that we can be good. Whereas empathy is like, you don't feel good. I don't feel good. Yeah. You feel good. I feel good. So there's no distance, Hmm. And empathy. There's no perspective. It's and oftentimes people who are very sensitive feel like it's takes over them, mm-hmm. like they don't have control. Of course, there are ways to practice and condition yourself to not be so. I mean, this is not a popular word. Gullible, mm-hmm. because a lot of empathy is believing in the emotionality of a person's response and being so caught up in their emotionality that you don't zoom out, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, an example, whether DC go-go or that white woman who thought that little boy had sexually harassed her in the store. Mm, Yeah. Right. She lost her marbles crying oh this young man tried to assault me and then she saw the video and he was just brushing by with a backpack and you're like compassion would have been like let me see the footage and make sure I'm not being a dumbass but instead she wanted everybody to feel bad for her and then what happens on the other side of that there's no remorse Mm -hmm. there's no apology I'm a very big fan of that quote on on social media that says your apology needs to be as loud as your disrespect. Mm-hmm. So empathy is tricky in that way because people are so exhausted on the front end yeah. from being so empathetic or empathic that by the time it's time to actually account for whether that was appropriate or not, they're exhausted in my old line of business. So I used to be the complaints department for a, a corporation. Wow. It was called compassion fatigue. Mm. Yeah. So dark side of empathy is fatigue. You ain't gotten in the new for when you need it. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. You got anything else to close? Um, just another nice GP3 homies from the block and their cousin from around the way in Los Angeles <laughs> with Tommy B. Yeah. I don't see 9 a.m. on Sundays unless for y'all. So I appreciate I hope that. You. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm being empathetic. It's a, hey, <laughs> no, either, oh, actually, there is one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me, I'm going to call. <laughs> So I was going to say, actually, I do see 9 a.m. on Sundays. I had lied. So on the th- first and third Sundays, I'm at Ifa 
That's right. Which is the traditional West African, well, one of the traditional West of West African traditions. Mm-hmm. And then on the second and fourth, I'm on 9 a.m. with y'all. But something that was really great that, that we learned in IFA was, um, so in IFA, there's Odu. It's kind of like scriptures in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Except you derive the Odu from a series of physical actions. And so you don't know the Odu going in. The physical actions will tell you what the Odu is. Okay. It would be like rolling dice to find scripture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then choosing that, right? Yeah. yeah. So the Odu that was pulled um, was basically illuminating into Nipsey's hustle's death. Wow. And so the conversation in that particular service, that was the first Sunday, was about how, one, certain people have spirit guides and a spiritual team that will not allow them to be spoken down upon on earth, Hmm. right? Hmm. So even when people try, they'll be like, oh, you know... He was a little misogynistic, you know, he wasn't perfect, he was a gang member, and so the spirit world will work hard to be like, yes, those things are there, not to deny the truth, but to show an overwhelming amount of acknowledgement for the good that people do. Mm, Good. Right? They're like, let's review it that way. So, one, the conversation is that Nipsey Hussle has an extremely strong spiritual team and that we don't know if his whole life's purpose was to do exactly what he did. Mm. But a good indication that it was is that another Odu that was pulled was about how basically Ifa talks a lot about death. And so it'll talk about the type of death where children are taken out away as babies or as young people right Mm -hmm. or they'll talk about where someone dies in their prime Mm -hmm. that's nipsies or they'll talk about when someone dies after a long life and traditions right Mm -hmm. and like and all these things being founded so people who usually die at the height of their prime are doing it because the action of their death no matter how big their life was is more significant. Wow. That's good stuff. And I mean, so, that's, that's isn't so true. It good? That's so true about this situation. I mean, well, most, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I can't deny that. When you think about all the, um, all the great people who, quote unquote, were gone too soon, um, they, it, it's almost as if um, there was a purpose to right. the action. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I and so that, good point. Even though he didn't, Cause it's funny when he passed, I was like, wow. Cause he was doing all these things for LA. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, to imagine a 60, 70 year old Nipsey hustle yeah. and like what he would have done for the city by then, mm-hmm. let's say financially, culturally, and just for the people he met that we are, they're all coming out the woodwork now that we hear about like the janitor and the guy who fixed the lights and all these things. So in that moment where the passing takes place, the soul is like, okay, I'm good with going now 
because my message will be spread in the way that it needs to be spread. So that was Nipsey Hussle's Odu, and it wasn't even the Baba Lao, our Baba. He didn't. He didn't even say, "Tell me the Odu for Nipsey Hussle." Mm-hmm. He was just like, "What's the Odu for this Sunday?" And that's what it was. Wow. So Ifa uh-huh. offers that helpful mm-hmm. to let you know that this isn't senseless death. It was intentional, probably even by a spirit team. And the indication of that is the success of his quote unquote death. Good stuff. You know, bloods and crips in the streets together. Hmm. Feeling it's okay. Having the permission to do something that they might have wanted to do for a really long time. Mm -hmm. That now Nipsey has given them the permission to do. So I wanted to mention that. And then my last thing, because I'm amazed it was not in this lineup, Tommy. Mm-mm. You didn't talk about Amazing Grace. Oh, yeah. You, you need to handle that. You, you've seen okay. it. You've seen it. I saw it. Aretha Franklin, y'all. The, the Aretha Franklin. <laughs> and the church doesn't exist anymore where she sings well, all the songs from Amazing Grace. And she... We were talking about, we were chatting about this, that she sued twice to keep this film out of theaters. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, I, I, we, were, we were talking about the reason why, and, and I was telling yes. you that, you know, one of the reasons, and, and this is not, it's probably somewhere in Wikipedia, I just haven't researched it, but I would imagine there was really no crossover back then when it came down mm-hmm. to the gospel or the secular and the non-secular. You know, so if you left... You were gone. I mean, if you've decided, you know, I'm leaving the church, then to do R&B or hip hop. Right. Well, no hip hop back then either. But if you were leaving to do, you know, that that uh, quote unquote the devil's music, then you know you were gone. And right. and, and I think she, because her career, um, her her mainstream uh, career was so big, I think she did not want that in any way to offend. Um, the people who she respected in the church, you know, because she just yeah. felt a lot of people in the church could not handle what she was doing and making money on versus what she did in that in that um, in that dock. So um, that's my point. I mean, I, they're, they're probably and you was, you had some good points as well about why she would sue to keep it out or keep it down this long. But I'm glad it's out, you know, and I know it isn't it's not in every city yet. No, it was actually a super limited release. It was yeah. only released in L.A. for a week. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Speaking of Magic Johnson, my family saw it at the old Magic Johnson Theater. Mm-hmm. We Everybody in L.A. still calls it the Magic Johnson. <laughs> Same here. We don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, but it was like being at church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, you watch that, and if... I'm talking to Atlanta, so I know I'm talking to the right people. But I had to let my Instagram know. I was like, white people, you need to see this in a black theater. <laughs> Even if you have to go to the hood, yeah. you need to go. Because if people aren't speaking out loud during this movie, mm-hmm. they're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> if the whole place is quiet, you're in the wrong place. You're you can't be quiet during church. There are people falling out, <laughs> catching the Holy Ghost. You better show some respect. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You got anything else? That's all. Those are the two things I wanted to add. Especially Amazing Grace, because the voice is unquestionable. How, how can people connect with you? Make sure they know that. Oh, yes. So you can find me on my website. It's my name. S-A-N as in Nancy. Y-U. Middle name E-S-T-E-L-L-E. Dot com. Yeah, That's Sanyu or Sanyu Estelle. 
and I'll make sure uh, it's posted on perfect on the uh, podcast page. And y'all can go to castropolis.net. Her podcast. Um, congratulations on Tabuji, your your third Thank episode you. is out. Uh, you can go to uh, castropolis.net. Um, you know, San, San Yu's, uh podcast is actually there as well with all three wet episodes, and uh, you can also stream. This show, and you can stream all the other podcasts um, on the network uh, from that site as well. You can go to Instagram and stream it. Twitter, um, homies underscore GP3. And we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. And also, all you got to do is search GP3 homies from the block. Uh, go to castropolis.net and um, basically support the show so we can keep the stream going, keep the lights on. All Support that good us. stuff. Support us, y'all. And uh, San Yu, thank you again so much. And thank you. For showing up on uh, what, 9 o'clock. <laughs> 9 o'clock Only LA for time. you, Atlanta. <laughs> Only for you, Hotland. But you're doing it for more than the ATL. You're doing it for the world. That's true. World. I do it for me, too. The World Wide Web, yo. I do it for the world. <laughs> Play for the I'm world. 9 a.m. Morning time. <laughs> Yeah, it's always doing? a pleasure. I I get my news from this show. Oh, Lord. And then I also get to talk about it. So it's fun. It is. Good stuff. Hey, Sanyu, thank you so much. And uh, with that, episode number 131 is in the can. And we out of here, y'all. You've Peace. been listening to the GP3 Bye. Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. 413 9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SBDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.